Hello, hello, everyone. This is Maria. I am coming to you with episode five of the A Life Overflowing podcast. And this episode is going to be about the heart. Um, and it's called The Heart of the Matter. So before we start, I would love if you would just hit subscribe and even share this on Facebook or um, share it directly with your friends. You can copy and paste the link from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other podcasts. So thank you so much for sharing and for tuning in. So we are going to talk about the age old saying that says, just follow your heart, right? You've heard that before. If you've ever gone through anything, you have well-meaning friends give you advice. And sometimes you'll hear them say, just follow your heart, right? Just follow your heart. So please don't take offense to this because I have said this before as well. But let's talk about what the Bible says about the heart, because that is some advice that might not be the best to give to people. So here we go. Let's dive into God's word. In Jeremiah 17, 9 through 10, the Bible says the heart is deceptive above all things. Wow. Above all things. That means your mind, your will, your conscience. The heart is the most deceptive. It says, and it is desperately sick. Other translations say wicked. Who can know it? And some verses say, some versions say cure it. So this right here doesn't mesh very well with that saying, follow your heart, right? The Lord is saying our hearts are wicked. We were born into this sin condition where our hearts are just naturally wicked, right? But we can, there is hope. We can help um, making decisions, guarding our heart, things of that nature. So we're going to go into that. Okay. So the word says, I, the Lord search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to, or woman, according to his or her ways. Wow. So we have to remember that when we judge others, we are acting as if we are God and that we truly know their heart. And we don't, that's something we cannot ever, um, understand is the heart of a person and why they do the things that they do. Only God search the, searches the heart and knows the mind of every man or woman. So God himself right now is telling us that our hearts are wicked. And so we need to listen, right? We need to listen to how do we solve this? How do we correct this? What do we do about our hearts? Because we don't want to be led astray into something that is not from God or of God. And so we want to get back to what the Bible says about the heart. Sometimes we can let this guide our decisions and God knows this. So he's given us clear instructions on what to do. So in Proverbs 4:23, it says above all else, above guarding your money, your time, your everything, right? It says guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Again, this is Proverbs 4:23. Everything that we do, I didn't know the heart was that connected to our lives. Did you? I mean, you know, we think sometimes the, the heavier decisions are all based on our heart. But the actual daily decisions that we make, it says everything that we do flows from our heart. So we want to make sure our hearts are good, right? And purified and clean before God. So how do we do that? So guarding our hearts is the first step in making sure that we stay on the right path. And how do we do that? So it's not super crystal clear on how to guard your heart. God just says to do it. But when you think about what we set our hearts on, as if the affection, like it can be the affection of a man or a woman, or I had my heart set on that house or that job or that car or that friendship. Trust me, I know this one, right? I had my heart set on that house. 
because I'm in real estate right now and this market is crazy. And so people are getting their hearts set on houses and then they disappear on the market within a matter of two days. It's, it's nuts. So basically anything that we set our hearts on, even food, and this is a big one for me, you guys, because I'm, I consider myself kind of a foodie. I love to eat and I can get my heart so set on a good meal with fajitas or a gluten-free pastry or, um, and so we just have to kind of watch ourselves and guard our hearts and guarding your heart means to not let your heart get set on the things of this world because they are all temporary. Instead, let's set our hearts on God. And really that doesn't mean we can't get excited about something, right? Like I can get excited about a plate of fajitas or a good iced coffee or a new house that I want. You can get excited about those things, but it just shouldn't become our obsession, our heart's obsession. God is the only thing that should be our heart's obsession. And so the next step to solving this heart dilemma, have you ever heard of the saying that says, if you put good things in, you'll get good things out. And that applies to a lot of areas in our life. Like if we put good food in, we'll get, you know, better energy and better stamina from our bodies. If we put good things um, into our relationships, right? Compliments and love, we'll get good things out of those relationships typically. And so we must be putting the word of God into our hearts per Psalm 119.11. It says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. This will also help if we purify our hearts. And it's one of the most dangerous verses that you can ever pray. Okay. It is Psalm 51 10. And it says, create in me a pure heart, O Lord, renew in me a steadfast spirit. Now I want you to think about purification. How does a silversmith purify silver. And you may not know this answer because we don't have a lot of silversmiths running around these days, um, but he puts it in the fire. That's how he, he gets out the impurities from silver and gold. They put it in the fire. And so I remember praying this verse one time, you guys, I was like 20 something years old. And I prayed this verse for the first time because I wanted a pure heart. I saw the ugliness that was in my heart. And after that, all heck, broke loose. It's kind of like praying for patience. When you pray for patience, you know, God puts you in situations that make you patient. Um, and so I, I remember praying this verse. Uh, so many things happened. I was laid off from my job. I was really, I got a stomach illness. I was really sick. I was living at home with a college, you know, I didn't have my college degree yet. There was just a lot of things going on. Right. But right after I prayed that, And I went through that refining process. God restored me, not only restored me, he healed my heart of of some wounds. And I literally saw miracles happen. And I will never look back another day in my life. Like I would never turn away. Because like once you truly see God, once you truly know him, you can never go back. He is just that amazing. So you might think, you might be thinking, okay, you know, I'm good. My heart's not that bad. I'm a decent person. And you know, that's what we all want to think, right? But I think one of the hardest things in life is to truly see ourselves. Like, you know, how, as it how as others see us, as God sees us, like a lot of times we want to downplay our weaknesses or downplay our flaws. Um, and I think I remember back in my psychology um, course days, I was just constantly 
Uh, one of the questions that I would ask people when I was doing the psychology experiment is what are your three top three flaws? And it was really hard for people to answer that because they did not want to think about anything negative about themselves. And so I really want to encourage you. The Bible says for us to ask God to test our hearts in Psalm 139, 23 and 24. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me to the way everlasting. I dare you guys to sincerely pray this verse and ask God to reveal the areas of your heart that may need some work. Okay, so this is the part where you could get kind of down and discouraged about your heart and I don't want to make you feel bad, but I just want us to get real with ourselves, to get real with God and don't get discouraged. Why? because there is hope. God can fix your heart. Once you say that prayer and once God reveals some things, whether it be bitterness, unforgiveness, envy, lust, gossip, jealousy, whatever it is in your heart, God can fix it. And there's always hope in Jesus. And maybe today you feel as if your heart is broken beyond repair. You might've lost a loved one, to a death. You might have gone through a broken relationship or divorce. You might have had a miscarriage. I don't know what heartbreak you have right now, but I promise this is not the end. You see, God knew that we would have these traumas and trials and that we would put our, that we would, that our hearts would be hurt, that they would be broken. But he also gave us the key to restoration. And that key is the word of God. And Ezekiel 36, 26, says this promise as well. It says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. A lot of times our hearts can get hardened when we've gone through traumas and different things. We can have this kind of wall up with God that we didn't even know was there, right? And so there are several stories in the Bible about like Pharaoh and his heart was hardened and things like that. And so I love this promise of God. He says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. I'll remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Also, Psalm 147.3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Man, I love that promise because there are so many things that cause heartbreak, especially in this day and age. I mean, just even traumatic things that we see on social media, just relationships. I feel like a lot of people, we have so many issues, so we hurt each other. And so literally our hearts are broken and we need God to restore and heal our hearts. And so these are amazing verses to pray over yourself, to pray over someone. You might know someone that's really bitter and they're just always angry at everyone and always blaming everyone or something like that. So that's just a symptom of a broken heart. That's all it is. A lot of times anger is the voice of pain. When someone's going through pain, it's really just the anger that they have towards a situation, towards a person, towards themselves, towards God, and it's coming out. So I've also prayed myself, uh, these verses over myself many times, and I know the Lord has done a work in my heart. Now, am I, is my heart completely healed and I'm, I'm, you know, perfect now? Absolutely not. I will never claim perfection, but I do know that my heart is better than it was about 10 years ago when I went through that refining process. So, and and God is working in me every day and he will work in you every day to create in you that pure heart, right? And the Bible also says, blessed, 
blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. I don't know about you, but I want a pure heart because I want to see the Lord more clearly. And how is it that we see the Lord more clearly with a pure heart? I think it's because there, like I said, there's so many traumas and just bitterness and things that get stuck and wrapped up in our hearts that once God clears that all away and purifies our hearts, we can see him clearly, right? We can really see that God is for us, not against us. We can remove those walls we have up towards him. We can worship him more. We can see the hand of God. We can see how he's blessed us and protected us. But the enemy wants to come in and and, and keep our hearts dirty and, and bitter and angry and, and just all, you know, like tied up like a, just a ball of knots, right? But God comes and he undoes the, he undoes the knots one at a time and he purifies our hearts so that we are free in Christ. So, um, I want to leave you with a little bit of encouragement and I'm not quite done yet, but just the, the second half of this podcast is just going to be about hope and trusting in God and healing our hearts. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. So sometimes we can lean on our own understanding when we go through things. But if we truly are trusting the Lord with our hearts, then we will see that, okay, God, I may not like what I'm going through right now, but I know that you are, that your way is perfect, right? And I'm going to trust you and I'm going to lean not on my understanding. And I'm going to see that one day all of this will be, you will use it for my good and your glory. Romans eight twenty eight. I always talk about that verse. It says, God will work all things for your good and his glory. And so even if they don't feel good, even if they aren't good, he will work them for good. So last but not least, I also want us to set our gaze upon God. He delights in you. God loves you and he wants to be your central focus. He doesn't, he is a jealous God. God is the only one that is allowed to be jealous, right? Because he rightfully deserves our praise. He rightfully deserves um, our worship and our upset, like we are supposed to be naturally and 100% obsessed with God. That's the only obsession we're allowed. Right. And so he, he just desires that. And so Matthew twenty two thirty seven 37 says, you shall love the Lord with all of your heart. Right. And it's interesting that in this verse, he says with all of your heart, soul, strength, and mind. But when he's talking about the heart, he puts it first. Because the heart is that seat of your emotions where, you know, you're, you're the most tender, you're the most, um, you know, your heart is whatever you set your sights on. That's where your heart is. The Bible says, do not store up treasures here on earth. And it says, because they will, they will rust and moss will eat them and they'll get, you know, broken in and thieves will destroy them. But it says, set your, your, um, your hearts on the Lord, right? And the things that can't be, um, destructed. And so we want to keep our hearts set on the Lord and keep him first. And, you know, he wants our sincerity as well. I don't know if you guys have ever been in a relationship where you feel like maybe the other person's heart is just not there. Like they're just kind of there going through the motions or on TV for all you men who are listening. If you're, you know, or women too, right? Because I watch, I listen to sports too, but if you're, if you are listening or watching a sports um, 
player and, you know, as a player on the team, and you can tell that, you know, he's just getting paid to be there, right? The heart's not in it anymore. And so the heart, it says the Bible says that you can search, that you can see the heart of like a man, just like you can see um, your vision. And so like you can really judge and see when someone's heart is in something and when it's not. Like it's obvious, right? And so God wants that our sincere hearts when we are seeking him and in our love for him. And in Hebrews 10, 22, it says this, it says, let us draw near to the Lord with a true heart, not fakeness, right? I added that little part in. He doesn't want a fake heart. He wants a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. That's what the word does, you guys. The word, I don't know if you've ever heard a Bible verse and it just slapped you in the face and it convicts you and it just purifies you. You know what I mean? Because it's like, man, I heard that verse and it's like, I need to work on that. Or you just automatically feel that conviction. It's because that word is going to help cleanse you from that sin and that way of thinking and purify you. And so love that verse in Hebrews 10, 22. Last but not least, one of my all-time favorite verses is Psalm 37.4. And this verse, I think sometimes we can typically try to take it out of context and, you know, really just kind of use it to our own advantage, right? But the word says in Psalm 37.4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So you might think like, okay, I just got to love me some Jesus and then he's going to give me whatever I want. That is not what that verse means, right? It says this, so this verse does not mean that we will get anything we want, that as long as we love on Jesus, that he's going to be this genie and just make all of our dreams come true. You know, that's not how it works. But if we're seeking God wholeheartedly, right? Like completely with our whole hearts, really trying to worship him every morning, do our quiet time, spend some time in the word, like really loving him with our actions as well. He will simultaneously mold our desires into his desires for us. And he will grant those in his perfect time. So that's kind of a better translation of that. It's like, it doesn't mean once again, just love on Jesus and then he'll give you whatever you want. It's like, no, love on Jesus so much that you desire what he desires. And then he's going to grant that because that's his will. And I don't know about you, but that sounds amazing because I don't want anything that's not God's will for me. I only want God's will for me. And I know that he, in Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, excuse me, that he makes all things beautiful in their time, their perfect time. So God has a perfect time for everything. And I want to talk about another verse that I really love. And it's one that has brought me through a lot of years of waiting and um, just, you know, just really waiting and getting my hopes set on things that maybe I shouldn't have. Um, But it says in Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is the tree of life. And so hope deferred is like when you're hoping in something, you're getting your heart set on it, you're really excited about it. You're putting all your hope in that thing, right? Your heart is set on that thing. But when it doesn't happen, like maybe it's getting married or having a baby or getting a job you've always wanted or the dream house you've always wanted or whatever it is, 
if our hope is set on that and it's been deferred for a long time, we can begin to lose hope and that can make our hearts sick. But God says that a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. And so to me, that shows me right there that number one, we probably shouldn't get our hearts super set on certain things, but that's just life, right? We have desires that are God-given desires, but it gives me hope because the second part of that verse says a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. God plans on fulfilling those dreams. It's just, there's a couple of stipulations, right? Number one, we, he doesn't want the dream to get bigger than him or your desire for him. And number two, it's his timing and his way and his method of satisfying that longing fulfilled, right? So love that verse, Proverbs 13, 12. I'm going to try to link all of these verses or actually just list them in the podcast notes. So that way you can have them readily available. If you want to go maybe do a little study on the heart and maybe pick one of these verses as your meditation scripture for the week. Um, I know that if you listen to my last podcast episode four on how to, um, how to get closer to God, I kind of go through the ways in which you can get closer to God and just begin to start little by little spending more time with him. So I really encourage you to listen to that. I encourage you to listen to the episode on spiritual warfare. Um, it is lessons from an octopus. That one was really good. Just talking about the battle that we fight every day and the battle that we fight every day, interestingly enough, is for our hearts. Because guess what? If the enemy can get you to set your heart on something sinful or something that is not God's will or on on even his evil purposes, then your heart is not going to be set on the Lord. And he's going to use that to lure you away from God. Anything in this world can lure us away from God. Our jobs, our families even. If we are putting our families above our daily time with God, that can even lure us away from God, right? So we always want to keep God first priority, spend time with him every day, try to do it at the beginning of the day. If you can, um, there's just something special about giving him that first part of the day before you get on social media, before you look at your phone, before the world gets crazy, even if it's just a five or 10 minute devotional. Um, but again, try to get in that 30 minutes a day of your quiet time. I challenge you. I challenge you to get out a calendar and do 30 days of spending 30 minutes with God, I promise you, your life will change. Now you might experience a little bit of spiritual warfare, but don't be afraid. Just continue to pray the word of God and depend on, um, and pray, you know, to God, pray his word, stand firm, and you're going to see the blessings that are going to come from that because he is a good father. One of my favorite worship songs is good, good father. And I like the house fires version because it's super, just like an acoustic version. I love it. And it's just no matter what you're going through, just sing and declare today that he is a good, good father. Do not let the enemy steal your heart or set your heart um, or lure your heart into anything that is not God's will, um, because ultimately that will end in destruction. Right. Um, And so it's pretty simple. You guys like God is not a difficult puzzle to figure out. His ways are simple. He asks simple things of us. They may not always be easy, right? Like praising God, reading his word, things like that. It's not always easy. And the Bible says we have to offer him a sacrifice of praise. God knows it's a sacrifice. God knows that it's difficult to set aside that time to spend with him. God knows you'd much rather be watching TikTok or Netflix for 30 minutes to three hours. You know what I mean? 
But can we set aside 30 minutes for him? If we can spend, look at your social media, right? If we can spend three hours a day on social media, can we not spend at least 30 minutes every day with God? And I'm not trying to guilt you, but I am trying to um, just give you a little bit of perspective. So that being said, I am finishing up a little shorter today than I thought, but I hope that this really impacted you. I hope that you really sit, take some time to ask God what's in your heart and what things that you need to work on. What things do you need to give him? What hurts do you need to surrender? What's in your heart? Is it bitterness? Is it unforgiveness? Is it envy? Is it gossip? Is it insecurity? Is it lust? Like, What are the things that are in your heart that you really need to deal with and say, okay, God, I know this is here and I need you to help me with it because he will. He will. He says, create in me a pure heart, O Lord, renew in me a steadfast spirit. So I will leave you with that. Once again, Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Have a blessed day, everyone. Have a life overflowing. I look forward to seeing you next time. I believe next um, the next podcast I'm going to be doing is going to be a doozy. And it's kind of connected with this one. It's going to be about decision making and how we make good decisions um, in our Christian walk, right? Because once again, the world will tell you, just follow your heart. Just follow your heart, right? Just follow your heart. And that seems like good advice, but we just learned it's not always the best advice. So we are going to learn how to make decisions based on the will of God and what he has for us. So I hope you stay tuned for that one. That will be episode six coming next week. And please don't forget to like, subscribe, share. I would love to just reach more people with this podcast. I'm not out there to try to to try to make money, to try to do, you know, anything crazy with this to get famous. I just want to impact people for God who might never set foot into a church initially, but they will, um, they will listen to my podcast and hopefully grow closer to God in that way. So take care you guys and have a blessed day.